CJAM 99.1 FM, your only true sound alternative in Windsor, Detroit. CJAM broadcast from the University of Windsor locally at 99.1 FM and to the world at www.cjam.ca. How's it going, everybody? You're tuned into CJ 99.1 FM, where we are now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. You are listening to Drake on Wind City Sports. Wind City Sports is here every Thursday, live at 8 p.m. on CJ. Replays Wednesday at 4 p.m. You can hear all of our old shows on SoundCloud or cjam.ca. Uh, but I'll talk about that at the end of the show. We also have a Facebook and Twitter that I'll talk about at the end. But it is January 5th, 2017, the first show of the new year. We've gone two weeks now without a new episode of Wind City Sports due to Joe Strummer Day two weeks ago and the university being closed last week for a holiday. But now we are back. We missed a lot of big uh, sports news in Windsor in regards to the Express, the Windsor Spitfires, among other things. So we're going to get caught up today and also hear an interview, which I'll talk about in a moment. But first, since I didn't get a chance to in the previous weeks, I just want to say Thank you to everyone who has listened to Wind City Sports and supported C-Jam or uh, Wind City Sports uh, since the beginning in June into the new year. Thank you to all the people who have taken the time to be a guest on the show and do an interview with me and to C-Jam for letting me do this. Hopefully we can keep this going for a long time and bring new exciting guests and topics to the radio. So as I mentioned, since the last time I spoke to you guys, a lot has happened here in Windsor. We had the Windsor Express returning to action, um, starting off their season just at the end of 2016. And the Spitfires returning to the WFCU Center after their long hiatus due to FINA. So after our interview today, I'm going to break down a lot of Spitfires and Express news and talk about some other upcoming events and noteworthy points in the sport world in Windsor since uh, since I've last been on the air. Uh, but in regards to our interview, we're going to be hearing from Ron Hebert of Windsor-Essex Disc Golf Association. Uh, he's going to be talking all about the sport itself, about their organization, and uh, what they do. So uh, if you've never even heard of disc golf, maybe give it a quick Google. But Ron will he'll definitely educate you about the sport, something that he is passionate about. Uh, and that's what we do here on Wind City Sports. We get uh, a word from rather a coach, athlete, entrepreneur from an organization, from a sport. And we like to reach out to different things like uh, disc golf or uh, on my last previous show, we spoke to Kyla Woodcock of Rose City Sport and Social Club where they offer, offer all sorts of different uh, sports, not just the basics. So this is going to be a little bit different and interesting. But first, we're going to take a quick moment to hear a word from CJAM. And when we come back, we'll get into my interview with Ron Hebers of Windsor Essex Disc Golf Association. I'll be right back. 
Have you ever thought about volunteering with CJAM FM? Why haven't you? Volunteering isn't limited to students. Anyone from the community can come into the station and start their very own program. All you need are a pair of headphones and the enthusiasm to learn. So get involved right here in your community with a topical spoken word show or music program where you choose the content. Email programcjam at gmail.com or come on down to the station. We're located on the University of Windsor campus in the basement of the CAW Student Center. Find out more information about how you can volunteer at cjam.ca. Okay, I think we're all set to go. Uh, we did a little background on the phone a couple of days ago, and uh, I think uh, you got an understanding what we're going to do, right? So Absolutely. We'll get started. Let's talk some disc golf, man. Tell me, uh, tell me uh, pretty much all you told me on the phone there the other day. Okay. So uh, my name is Ron Abair, and I am the uh, one of the on the executive of Windsor Essex Disc Golf. So it's just a little nonprofit uh, organization, a group of people that got together with a simple mission statement: is uh, we love the game of disc golf. There was no place to play in Windsor and Essex County, uh, which is really on an island uh, as far as the disc golf world is. And uh, we just wanted to bring awareness and obviously bring uh, a course here to Windsor and Essex County. So. Those were our, our two main mission points, bring a course and introduce people to the game. And uh, the good news is, is, even though it's taken us a few years t- to get there, we do have our first course uh, in Tecumseh. So what happened was I was a, uh, a longtime ball golfer and a longtime Frisbee thrower. Um, I've always thought I was pretty good with a Frisbee. And even when I was a kid, you'd do things like, okay, how many shots to hit that telephone pole in the distance? So the whole concept of frawl or, or moving a disc to a point in a certain number of throws uh, was something that I had been playing with my whole life. Um, then about four years ago, I went out to uh, Reno, Nevada to visit some friends. And just prior to that trip, I had read something about the city of Reno uh, opening up this new disc golf uh, course facility. And I emailed my buddy out there and said, listen, while I'm out there, I'd like to give this disc golf a try. And he said, well, you know, I'm not into it, but I do have a friend who's always bugging me to play, so I'll hook you guys up. So I went out there and met this guy, and uh, it was it was really interesting because I had, again I had never played, but I was you know pretty polished at the whole motion of throwing the disc at a target. So we went up to the first thing, and, and just like golf, you have like uh, practice baskets, just like you have a practice green and putting, and threw a few, and it was like into the chains, into the chains, into the chains. The guy looked at me and he says, "You you played disc golf before?" I says, "No, this is actually the first time I ever thrown a disc into the into a basket." So I think at the point there, he thought he was being conned. And uh, so we went out, and after like six holes, I was six stroke, strokes up on him, and he, he turned to me and he said, okay, you and your buddy there, you, you guys have conned me. You know, like, this is, <laughs> you playing you, for money? You, you, you've been playing for years, and this is all a big joke. I said, no, it isn't. Well, in, in the end of the round, it turns out this guy was the top distance runner in the city of Reno, uh, and there was tons of elevation changes on the back nine of the course. So I was absolutely gassed, and this guy just caught up to me. We ended up tying, which was really nice. But I came back here, and I thought, okay, so where can I play? And in Windsor, Essex County, there's no place to play. Um, so I went online, and I found a website. It's called Disc Golf Scene, and uh, noticed there was some postings from a gentleman uh, named Scott White. And Scott had uh, recently moved over from uh, Michigan to Tecumseh. He had married a Tecumseh lady. And um, I said, okay, I sent him a message. said, would you be interested in meeting as I'd like to learn more about disc golf? Because he seemed to have a lot of knowledge. So met him at a Tim Hortons, and uh, it was a perfect uh, marriage of ideas. He had also been doing the same thing as me, which was thinking about how can we bring a course to Windsor-Essex County. 
uh, he had all the knowledge that I didn't. He had designed courses. He knew, uh, you know, everything about the game. And he, a very, very accomplished player, like way better than me. And I knew the contacts at the town, so I said, okay, well, let's try and get together, put together a little PowerPoint, and go to a presentation. So we were both thinking about Lakewood Golf Course, which had closed and the town had taken over and purchased as a park. And we knew there was a lot of planning and development going on uh, and how Tecumseh was going to utilize that space. So we got in, to, to make a long story short, we got in on the ground floor with the town, met with the consultants whenever they had like open houses and planning meetings, and said, hey, we think this golf would be a great opportunity for, this, uh, for the community to you know, learn a new game, introduce a, a new element to the park, and get people to come to Tecumseh and want to play. So that's what happened, and over the course of the last four years and building up, uh, uh, getting to where the park is. And the park is going to be, it is beautiful now. I mean, it's covered in snow, but um, we do have 18 holes out there. Uh, the hole signs didn't get put in yet, but the tee pads that we throw off of and the baskets were all installed a few weeks ago. So we're pretty excited. Right on. That's awesome. Uh, I like how you took the uh, the aspect of something that you liked, couldn't find it here in Windsor, and, and made it into something. Yeah, and, and I, like I said, it's, we're really on an island here. There's something mm-hmm. like 250 courses in Michigan. I believe there's six or 7,000 in the U.S. and across the world. I mean, it's really an international sport. There's a pro tour. There's, like, you know, Japanese yeah. Open and European Open. And uh, amazing, if you go on YouTube, you can see these pros and how good they are and how accurate they are at throwing. And I think some of them make some decent money. And I was surprised to learn that I thought this was a side job for these guys, but and women too, but they, they actually, some of them are pro and that's all that they do. Mm-hmm. We're just not used to it here in North America, right? Well, it, it, I think in North America, in the U.S. we are. Like the sport yeah. began in California, I, I okay. believe like in the late 70s or early 80s is where it was pioneered. So, I mean, uh, all across the U.S. you can find courses everywhere. And I, I think I saw an infographic a few months ago about might have been Norway had built like 70 new courses in 2015. Mm. Like they, they were leading the way wow. across the globe and, and, and this becoming. And, you know, it's real, what's nice about it is anybody can play at any age, at any skill level. Most of the courses are free to play. The discs are, you know, $10, $15 to, you know, get a starter disc. or You can get a three-disc pack and, you know, start yourself off for 25 or $30. It's just an easy game to get into and for anybody to play. And parents love it. I mean, this is one of the pitches we made to Tecumseh. Yeah, this is great exercise. There's no carts involved. Mm-hmm. You've got to think of disc golf. And when you think of ball golf in yards, you think of disc golf in feet. So the holes are, you know, anywhere from 180, 250. Some are 300. Then we've got some longer ones. But So you're walking a course. A foursome can probably play in a little over an hour, um, which is one of the complaints these days about ball golf is how long it takes. So you think about the, the, the time and the money invested uh, sometimes if you're going out and playing golf, you're in, and I'm not knocking golf, I'm a golfer, but a lot of times you'll spend, if the course is slow play, you've got, you know, five, six hours out of your day. I mean, I can play 54 holes of disc golf for free, you know, with very little equipment investment in that same time frame. So it's great for parents to get, to get their kids active and get them out the door and, the, you know, you know, the complaint these days is always about, we've got to get people outside more. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're too tech-heavy, and we're indoors playing gaming, doing gaming and stuff. So uh, that, that's what we're really excited about to see come spring um, getting people out there. Cool. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about before we get in, we'll talk a little bit about, about the game itself, uh, but you said you started playing in Nevada and then came to Canada found a group to play with, correct? Well, I had just I had gone to visit some friends and tried the course in Nevada. Okay. It was the first, like, real disc golf 18 yeah. course I played. And then came back here and just said, yeah. you know, uh, who plays disc golf? I was actually surprised to find there were 
small pockets of disc golfers here in Windsor and Essex County that really were going to Michigan or St. Thomas. There's a couple. There's two courses up in St. Thomas, so you got to drive a couple hours to play. Um, those groups actually slowly we started to meet, and then they showed up uh, at some of the town meetings almost independently. It was funny. One one meeting we were there with the planners, and afterwards this couple that live on Manning Road just across to the park came up to us and they said, this is the first town uh, meeting like this we've ever been to where there was an actual lobby group. And I said, honestly, we, we don't, that group over there, we didn't even know they existed. So it was kind of funny to find that there were people that were playing and, you know, a small little underground active disc golf community here. Unfortunately, they just had to leave the area when they wanted mm-hmm. to play. Okay. Uh, what I wanted to ask is if you, uh, if you notice any difference between uh, the game, how it's played, however it may be, in America opposed to Canada. No, not at all. Um, and, and, and we play with we, uh, the, uh, the gentleman I mentioned, Scott. There's a couple other guys who, uh, again, uh, work and live in the Detroit area, Michigan, and they've, they've married people and they live over here. Mm-hmm. And we play with them all the time. And, and you know, not at all, uh, no difference at all that I can see. Okay, cool. I just Maybe, you know. maybe the accents, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe the people themselves. Well, that's a <laughs> yeah. whole other story. Okay, well, like I said, I want to talk a little bit about the game itself. So I am assuming it's just like golf where you have a number of par uh, per per uh, hole, I guess to say. And uh, it's like, is it the same as that or what is it? Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would say that the, you know, the, con- the concept of it is, is identical to golf. Mm-hmm. They're really the only difference is instead of, you know, swinging a club and yeah. hitting a ball, you're using yourself as a leverage and you're tossing a disc. Uh, um, the, cor- the holes are, are mostly par threes, and like I said earlier, you want to think in feet instead of yards. We do have, at Lakewood, we've put one par four in to make it kind of fun, so that one's about, I think it's close to 600 feet, um, but most of the holes, the other holes are all par threes, so the, uh, the idea is the same. You have a launch pad or a tee pad, as we call it, and some of my golfer friends laugh and say, well, there's no tee, why do you call it a tee pad? <laughs> you know, you've just borrowed so many terms from golf. Um, and you throw your drive, and the discs, just like golf clubs, you have different types of discs for driving, mid-range, putting, discs okay. that are easier for you to bank right, bank left, because unlike ball golf where you're going down you know, open fairways, uh, disc golfers like obstacles. So it's around trees, over trees, yeah. under trees. Um, right. At Lakewood, we didn't use the old fairways. We actually crisscrossed them because disc golfers like more obstacles. So there are a couple of open holes out there, and... Uh, some areas where we've lost some ash trees, so you know, people will find, yeah, this is pretty open. But for the most part, you're, you're, you prepare to hit some trees and, yeah. uh, and and take your lumps, just like you do in ball golf. But yep. yeah, essentially the same thing. It's it's three shot, three throws to get into this to the basket, and uh, you know the basket is elevated a few feet off the ground. There's some chains that the idea is you throw it into the chains. The chains grab the disc and drop it down into the basket. I would say the easiest way for people to see that is, again, YouTube is a great resource, or just go online and Google you know, what a disc golf basket looks like. But yeah, essentially very, very similar to ball golf, which is why I love it. Awesome, right on. Uh, actually, I was going to mention, when I seen the basket online, what I thir- first thought of was like one of those big basketball nets where like multiple balls can go in and they come in at different ends. That's <laughs> yeah. what I thought of when I first... Obviously, it's not, that's not what it is, but for people that are listening and kind of trying to put this together, it's almost, it almost kind of looks like that. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about the, the disc you were talking about. You can get like uh, a starter pack or whatever, and there's different ones for... Uh, putting or or whatever. Uh, what are the sizes of them? Are they well, just they're like small. No- okay, so they're ahead. smaller than frisbees. I I say they're okay. more about the size of a pie plate. And what you'll find is the discs that are that you throw for drivers for distance uh, are are uh, like tapered edges or the, the edges are cut 
uh, thinner so that they'll cut through the wind and have more distance. Um, I don't want to get into all the crazy ratings about the discs, but discs actually have speed ratings and glide ratings and turns and things that I still have not really uh, totally embraced. But uh, you know, hardcore disc golfers who carry, you know, multi or may, they might own 50. Some disc golfers might own 100 discs, and you know, they're so passionate they know about all these ratings and how these things are going to turn. But I started off with a three three-disc starter set, which consisted of a driver, a mid-range, and a putter, and it was easy for me to transition into the game that way. But like in my bag, I carry about a dozen discs, um, uh, two or three drivers that I normally use, mid-ranges that I might want to bank a little more right, a little more left, some that'll fly a little straighter, and putters are meant, you know, they're thicker, uh, thicker uh, beveled edge, and they, they're meant to fly straighter because obviously you're throwing shorter distances inside 30 feet. Uh, so again, very similar to to ball golf, is that in your bag you have a choice of discs depending on what what it is the sh- what type of shot uh, you need to make. Cool, yeah. So uh, that's what I was also going to ask. So you're talking about like the different uh, ratings, gradings of the of the disc, and earlier you were talking about the obstacles in the course. You don't want it just the straight away. So that's where like your technique would come in. You decide what kind of disc you're going to use, and I guess how you're going to throw it to get to your objective, right? Correct. Yep. And so uh, most of the discs that, that I've been playing with and that I've seen around, uh, they, they all tend to have a, a bank left at the end as they, as they start to lose their speed. Um, but then there's some that, you know, you can manipulate to turn to the right. Uh, some people, you know, people play backhand or they also throw forehand. So throwing forehand, they can manipulate the disc. I'm not a great forehand thrower, so I'm no expert at it. But uh, I've always been able to, like, manipulate Frisbees to turn right, turn left. So the discs, you can do similar things. But uh, yeah, it's not as simple as uh, standing up there and having a wide open field and throwing straight uh, on a lot of the holes. Yeah, you have you have to be able to manipulate it to turn uh, or use a disc that you know is going to turn. Like, for instance, for me, like all these drivers have speed speed ratings. And from what I've learned from watching some YouTube instructional videos, and by the way, there's lots of those and they're really valuable, is I can't generate the arm speed to throw the higher disc speeds like a pro would. And again, very similar to, to ball golf, right? As you go uh, up into your woods and you're like, you're one, your, your drivers are, are more harder or difficult to control the ball than, you know, say your seven iron or your nine iron, at least that's what most golfers would, would experience. So yeah, I, I can't throw these higher speed discs. They just bank like right left on me. And I've noticed a lot of like beginners when we hand them a disc, uh, they tend to, because they don't have the technique and the footwork yet to generate a lot of power. They just throw the disc, and it automatically banks off to the left form because the discs are just engineered to do that. Cool, very cool. So there, there's a lot of learning. It, it, yeah. it's, it's a fun game. If you want to be good at it, then, yeah, you, it's like every other sport, right? you got to get, yeah. some, get some coaching and uh, watch some instructional videos and just uh, you know, hone your skills. Mm-hmm. That's what I was, was going to say. Uh, over time, obviously, with any other sport, you start to learn the different aspects and techniques and decide what to do and when to do it. That's why um, a new player might just get out there and use the three basics, like you said. You got three three shots, right? So you got a, a driver, a straightaway, or whatever you call it, and a putter. So those would be the three basics that you use. I'm assuming. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and often uh, even just getting a decent mid range disc that flies pretty straight. Uh, a lot of people will just start off with one mid range disc um, because they're comfortable with it. Just it'll it'll pretty much fly where you where you are where you want it to. Cool. All right. So, um, uh, like I said, I found you guys on Facebook, probably one of the better ways to, to contact you guys. Um, and when we were speaking, you said you don't really have a off season, but it is a winter time. It's a little, uh, it's a little cold out, so not playing as much, but 
If someone were interested, what's the best way to find you guys? So find us through uh, on Facebook uh, through Windsor Essex Disc Golf. Uh, you know, please like our page, and if you're interested in, in learning more, you can you know send us a message or just post something on there. Uh, what we're going to do is we'll have an open house um, in the spring. We haven't targeted a date yet, but I think right now we're looking at maybe April or May where we can just invite everybody out who wants to learn about it, throw some discs, uh, there'll be some instruction, and just you know learn about the game. Uh, and eventually we'll have some tournaments out there you know, to get the people who are more competitive into it. But uh, yeah, Windsor Essex Disc Golf on Facebook is the way to go. We do have discs for sale. We've, been, uh, we've got some at the Little Lakewood Cafe there. Um, I've bought a lot online, and eBay is always a great resource. Or if you're over in the States, here we haven't got there yet because obviously the stores are not going to stock something. Nobody knows. But once the the course is up and running, then I think we're going to go talk to some of the the sporting good retailers around town uh, and say, listen, this is a good idea for you to carry some of these starter sets because people are going to be looking for them. Mm -hmm. That's what I was saying. You guys probably sell it because it's hard to find around here. Yeah, so we we had a number of discs that that we invested in just for for this purpose, and it was interesting. I was at the cafe a couple weeks ago. I asked uh, Ashley, who runs it, I said, so who's buying these? She said, a lot of uh, parents and grandparents are buying these for their kids for Christmas presents because they've come and they've seen you guys out there throwing it, and they go, oh, this is my grandson. I'll love this. So uh, it's kind of cool to see. I'm really excited. Our whole group is really excited. We just think this is going to take off big time because it's just, it's so much fun. It's great exercise. It's easy to do. It's accessible to everybody. Uh, we might even get to the point where I'm going to regret uh, only having one course because I'm not going to get enough time to play on it. But uh, we will be talking to, to the city of Windsor and some other communities in the spring about, uh, hey, listen, uh, here's an opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, get people outside more and, and, and add a great element to some of our parks. Yeah, it might be time to expand. You never know. Yeah, well, it's, again, it's the more hope. places there are to play, the better for everybody. Right on. All right, Ron. Well, thank you again for taking the time to do this. Um, And like you mentioned before, just find you on Facebook and come out and give it a shot, right? Awesome. Yeah, we do play in the winter, which not the hardcores are out there depending on the weather, you know, if it's really snowy and windy. And obviously you never want to throw a white disc in conditions like we have today. But uh, yeah, it is a year-round sport. We do try to play it all year round. Yep, I'm sure it's if the weather is bearable, you guys can get by, play a a good game. Yeah, you just dress warm, you put a glove on your hand, take it off, throw put the glove back on. (laughs) All righty, Ron. Thank you very much once again, and take care. Anytime. Thanks. All right, there you have it. Thanks again, Ron, for taking the time to do that little interview with me. Uh, Hopefully this encourages some people to go out and try the game of disc golf. And I'm thinking once uh, their organization is in full swing until the spring and summer seasons, we're going to have Ron come back and uh, give us a little update on the progress of the organization and what they have going on uh, in the summer and the spring. But now we got to get back to business and break down some Windsor sport news. First off, Windsor Lancer sports returned yesterday at South Windsor Arena as the women's hockey team returned to action against the Varsity Blues. As well, the men's volleyball team returned to action over in Quebec. They will be playing again tonight against Laval in Quebec. And tomorrow, the Women's basketball team returns to the St. Dennis Center, taking on the York Lions. As well, the men's hockey team will be playing at South Windsor Arena at 7.30 p.m. against the McGill Redmen. And then finally, the men's basketball team will be facing off against the York Lions as well at the St. Dennis Center. Women's basketball game is at 6 p.m., hockey game at South Windsor at 7.30, and men's basketball at 8 p.m. at St. Dennis Center. Uh, For more information, go to golancers.ca and you can find all the times, ticket information, etc. 
And that's pretty much it for Lancer Sports News. There is no Athletes of the Week this week, obviously, because uh, the only thing that's happened so far is the women's hockey game yesterday. So when we return next week, we will have new Lancers Athletes of the Week. As we transition into Windsor Express News, don't forget that the Clash at the Coliseum 4 is approaching on February 8th, 2017, over at the Caesars Palace at the Coliseum, obviously. Um, We're going to have an Express game as well as two Lancers games, a men's game and a women's game. But while we were on break, we've seen the return of the Windsor Express to NBL action. They kicked things off in Orangeville with an unfortunate loss and then returned home to the WFCU Center last week, Friday, December 30th, with a win against Orangeville. Uh, From there, they have suffered two more losses to London and Niagara. Their next game is Monday, sorry, Tuesday, January 10th, against Kitchener and can be streamed on YouTube. If you didn't know, you can watch all of their away games and I believe home games as well on their YouTube channel. They return home to the WSU Center Friday, January 13th, also facing Kitchener. In other Windsor Express news, forward Shantez Patterson has been released by the Windsor Express after their slow start, reading here on the WindsorStar.com. The Detroit native Patterson is said to be a little banged up and just not able to help us at this point, as quoted by head coach Bill Jones. So far with this bumpy start, it looks like the Express may be facing their most difficult year in some time, possibly since their inception. The last couple of years have been a pretty dominant team, and now are maybe being a little humbled at the beginning of the season. Hoping for the best for the team, and we'll love to see them in the finals once again. And now on to the Windsor Spitfires. The Windsor Spitfires played 13 consecutive away games while FINA was going on here in Windsor. Uh, Didn't get a chance to follow up on the complete results of their road uh, tour, I guess you can say, and kind of go over their their stats since we missed the last two weeks. In those 13 games, they went 8-3-2, 8 wins, 2 losses, sorry, 8 wins, 3 losses, and 2 overtime losses gaining a total of 18 points in 13 games. That's very impressive, considering they played them all on the road. They returned home on the 29th of December with a hard-fought loss to Kitchener 2-1. And since then, the news has broke that Captain Patrick Savino had been traded, so I'm assuming they have something pretty big up their sleeve, getting rid rid of their captain for two draft picks. Um, From there, they ended up going over to Flint to actually beat them 4-2, to two. and just two nights ago at the WSU Center, they defeated London 5-1. to one. Their next game is in Guelph tomorrow, Friday night, and then they will be traveling to Oshawa on Saturday night. Their next home game is Thursday the 12th, once again taking on Kitchener. Also, while we were gone on the break, Border City Wrestling held their event twice the night before Christmas, and following that event, they announced their next show, which is here at the CAW Center on the University of Windsor campus. It's going to be a completely free show. BCW presents New Year's Revolution. They did this sort of event, uh, I think, a year or two ago. Completely free show here at the CAW Center with a very cool setting with people standing on the balconies watching from overhead. Bird's eye view. It's going to feature all of your favorite Border City Wrestling superstars. And once again, it's free of charge. Come on out and watch some pro wrestling if you're interested. And since I have a little bit more time than expected, I just want to give a few shout-outs. 
1-2 LaSalle Vipers forward Liam McDougall, who was named Offensive Player of the Month for December, and Leamington Flyers defenseman Mitchell Creviton, who was named Defensive Player of the Month for December in the Western Conference of the Greater Ontario Junior Hockey League. McDougall was also named the Offensive Award in October. He had 8 goals in 17 points in 9 games in December for the first place Vipers, whom went 7-1-1 over that stretch. And in his second year with the Flyers, the 17-year-old Mitchell Creviton had 3 assists and picked up just 1 minor penalty in 6 games in December to help the Flyers go 4-1-1 over that stretch. But that's going to begin to wrap things up here on the first edition of Wind City Sports in 2017. We're here every Thursday at 8 p.m. on CJAM, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Wind City Sports on Facebook, you'll find our page with a lot of our old shows and news. As well on Twitter, our handle is at CJAM Sport. Post all of our shows there week to week. And if you want to go back and listen to some old shows from 2016, Go to soundcloud.com slash windcitysports or simply search Win City Sports in the search engine. Or you can go to cjam.ca, click on schedule, programming, uh, find Win City Sports on the Thursday slot at 8 p.m. And click there and you'll have the last few shows. But we did miss the last two weeks, so if you go back you might hear Joe Strummer Day or a rerun from last week. Um, but we are going to be back here next Thursday at 8 p.m. on CJAM. Hopefully speaking to Brandon Kearney of the Windsor Express. And of course, breaking down some other news and upcoming events. Until then, folks, take care. Peace out.